The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. and welcome to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy on Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod and my good friend Nancy Allspot Jackson is taking some time off. So I'm here solo but with some amazing toys. Uh, thrilled to be here with you guys. Uh, we're, we're, getting, we're getting down to it. Uh, we do, next week we're still continuing to do programming but then after that we're going to be showing replays because we're taking a little bit of a break here. Hard earned... Uh, a break. I hope that you guys are going to be taking a break. I want you to know that there are still hours and hours and hours to watch here on Autism Live, but it will be pre-recorded um, like any other show. We, we take a little hiatus, right? Take a little time. Be with the family. I got a kid who's getting older. I got to spend some time with him. But we're still here now, and we're thrilled to be here. We're coming to you from the Warner Center in Woodland Hills, California. This is the home for Autism Live. It is also the home for the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. And and um, I want to say that the next hour we're going to be with you and it's all meant to be interactive. We want to hear from you. We want to know your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your concerns. So please write in in one of the myriads of ways that you can. Traven is going to show you some of the different ways that you can connect, some of the different ways that you can have your voice heard. While he does that, I want to remind you that our homepage is autism-live.com. When you go there, lots to do. Please check out our toy guide because I know everybody's getting down to the last minute shop here. Uh, if you want some ideas, check out our toy guide because we've got some great ideas for you. You can order directly from the toy guide by just putting your cursor on the name of the product that you like, click it uh, right when it's hovering there, and it will take you to those individual websites. And uh, I have toys everywhere around me. I've, they're under my feet. They're in my chair. They're everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's like Santa has exploded here. And we love it. Uh, but in any case, uh, we do have the Toy Guide interactive so that you can um, order the toys and be able to purchase them. Please know that, that we send you to another site to be able to do that, and we don't get any kickback from that at all. So we're really thrilled to be able to offer you that. You guys asked for it, and we, we were able to have our web people make that happen. So we really love that. Uh, hey, we like to start Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy with uh, the news. We would like to review a couple of the stories from the last week. Uh, and there's some big news this week, and it's all research all the time, right? So uh, in USA Today this week, they uh, did a wonderful article announcing that a very important 
piece of the puzzle has been found. There is a specific gene mutation that they believe leads to autism. So um, this is scientists at Northwestern University outside Chicago, and they believe that in, in the nascent brain uh, that there are conditions that develop that hopefully, now that we know what they are, will lead to better treatment um, for them. So there is a gene called USP9X. I think we're going to be hearing more about this. What happens when that mutation happens, USP9X, it leads to growing fewer synapses and the junctions between the neurons that transmit and receive electrical signals. And what that does is leads to decreased communication between the brain cells, which is critical for learning. Now, I remember when my son was diagnosed with autism and somebody said there, there is this thing that happens in the brain that we know in most brains, autistic brains, where at a very young age, the, you know, the brain's growing and it's developing and then all of a sudden, it, its growth speeds up exponentially. And what we see is that in a three-year-old, they might have the brain size of a 14-year-old. And you might think to yourself, well, that doesn't sound all bad, right? Well, it isn't all bad, except that sometimes the brain goes faster than the connections can hook up. So the explanation that somebody gave to me is that it's like having long distance service, but because you grew so fast, you don't have local. So you can do some big math problem that other people couldn't possibly solve, but a very simple thing is outside your grasp because that network has not been laid down. That kind of goes hand in hand with what they're talking about here. Um, so they're very excited about it and they believe uh, what they've said right now is that autism and this is, uh, I'm going to quote uh, a gentleman, Pence's, and I don't see what the first name is, but um, in any case, he says, autism and intellectual disability are very heterogeneous diseases. That's an interesting thing for me. Uh, he says, if we try to treat them only based on symptoms, which is almost all we ever do when looking at autism, right? It may be very challenging. Well, it is. But if we understand the genetic cause of each patient's type of autism, we can use this knowledge to classify and treat subtypes of autism and intellectual disability based on what molecular pathways are altered. And here is something else that they've discovered with USP9X, that it is, has been linked very definitively to cancer. And that is something that we should all be aware of. Um, and that knowing that piece, uh, not only is it something that we need to be aware of and make sure that our kids get screened on a regular basis, but they are now gonna go back and look at all of the, um, the recent cancer drug screens and see if they are effective in, in working on issues that are affected by USP9X. So there is that. You can read that whole article in USA Today. Uh, okay, and also on the research angle, doctors uh, have found a way to detect autism before symptoms appear, and we know that that is super important. And this is a study that came out of Canada, 
And basically what they did was they said, let's look at the statistics here, that if you have one child with autism, you are, you have like an eight to, it's like eight to, excuse me, two to 8% more likely to have a second child on the autism spectrum. So a lot of times when you have one kiddo on the spectrum and you have another child, a lot of research studies want you to participate because they want to see like what are the contributing factors that lead to having more than one child. And they know where to look because if you're more likely to have a child, they, they want to watch your children to see if they end up being on the spectrum or not. So Canada did that and what they found, again, another um, thing genetically uh, that is important to look at, they uh, found it's something called a copy number variation. They're called CNVs, copy number variations, and they are linked very specifically to ASD. And so the researchers looked for these CNVs in 253 Canadian families who had a child on the autism spectrum. Um, and they looked at their second child up to the age of three. And the results showed that the presence of those CNVs was associated with a high likelihood of a future ASD diagnosis. So more CNVs, more likely to be diagnosed on the autism spectrum. And again, CNVs stands for copy number variation. It's a very specific gene alteration. Um, and so now they know that they can go and just look for those and put those children in a high risk category. It's fascinating, right? And last but not least, an article in Spectrum, spectrum.org, which we absolutely love, says that brains of autistic people show unusual left-right symmetry. So we've talked before on the show about all the things that your left brain does and all the things that your right brain does, right? I'm left-handed, which means that I'm in my right brain, right? So left-handed people will tell because it crosses the body, right? And left-handed people will tell you we're the only people in our right mind. And that's the truth, right? Because we're functioning over on the right side of our brain. Um, but the left side of the brain controls more analytical and language kinds of things. And the right side has more um, creative and things that aren't languageable, right? Uh, so a lot of times you see creative people who are painters and that kind of person that are on the right brain and mathematicians are on the left side of the brain, right? And what and, and a lot of times you will see people that there are marked differences in the size and the capacity of the different sides of the brain because it's very unusual to be good at everything, right? Uh, and to be strong suited in everything. But what they're saying is that by looking at MRIs of a large number of people on the autism spectrum, that definitively the symmetry of the halves of their brain are much more the same than people who are not on the spectrum. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that a little fast? And maybe that comes from the brain growing so rapidly that there isn't the time for one of them to be bigger than the other. Because clearly we know that there are people on the autism spectrum that have, uh, some of them have great like savant abilities that are on one side of the brain versus the other. Uh, but in terms of the growth and the size, they are more likely to be the same size. So that is very interesting. Um, and so take a look at that. That's in spectrum.org right now. All right, that's our news for today. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk some toys because we got to finish this week out strong with some serious toys. Stick with us. 
Welcome back. Uh, we are toy, toy, toy here at Autism Live because I absolutely love it. So uh, we put out a toy guide every year, and this year the 2019 Toy and Gift Guide is available on our website. Go to the top of our the front page, click the little toy icon, and you will see all these amazing winners that we're going to show you right now. This one, this is from the Learning Journey International. Um, it's considered an early learning toy. It's called the Crawlabout Butterfly. We thought this was super cute. Um, he, uh, he or she, whichever you want to call, it's one of those toys that um, you're either going to love it or not. <laughs> And, and we loved it. Everybody that we had, and I think um, all the little kids that we talked to loved this. So it's just as cute as it can be, this little, uh, but you uh, click her nose and she makes little noises. And if, while she's on, yeah, see what, and she continues on her merry way. I don't want her to go off the desk. Now why, uh, I don't know if I can get her shut up now. I can. Uh, okay, so why? Why would you want to have this for a baby? Well, a couple of different things. Um, it's got some sensory things on the side. It's super cute. We like the butterflies, right? It's a, it's a point of interest. We like toys that have a face. Um, because we know that kiddos who have a predisposed uh, if it's a kiddo that's going to end up on the autism spectrum, um, it's good for them to have toys with faces so that they're orienting towards that because that doesn't end up being their thing so much. So toys with faces, good, right? Um, it's got motion and sound and we want to encourage crawling and that's what this does. Uh, now why? Why do you want to encourage crawling? Because um, my son was not going to crawl not gonna crawl. He rolled everywhere that he wanted to go because he believed that he could already walk and then he would fall because he couldn't walk and then he would roll. He did not want to do the crawling thing, don't know why, but I can tell you that somebody said to me, I mean, he was turning a year and he had not crawled. That's the only milestone that he really missed. And somebody said to me, you need to make him crawl because there are important milestones visually that come with crawling. He crawled for maybe a week and then he got up and walked and he ran the second day that he walked, right? Because he had wanted, he thought he could walk when he was three weeks old. Um, but we did see later on that he had some visual motor issues because his eyes had not gone through that phase that kids go through when they crawl. So the crawling, they tell us, is important. Um, and so how do you encourage crawling? Well, this is one of those things that get, because you can't roll and see the butterfly at the same time. Yes, rolling can get you where, where you want to go, but you want to visually um, be seeing what the butterfly is doing. So you have this kind of a toy and you can work on so many different things. Let me see if I can get her to go again. I turned her off. Um, I don't know. There. Have I got her? I'm, I'm, now I've turned her off and she doesn't want to move for me. There we go. Um, but the child will want to follow this and it stops so it gives the child, like it hesitates, gives the child a chance to catch up. Very fun, very colorful. I, I think that all children will enjoy this. If you've got to give a gift to somebody who's got a, a small child, this is a great, great gift. The age rating on this, I think, is any absolutely anything. Oh, whoops, six months. Um, starting with six months, uh, a great, great thing. So again, uh, Crawl About Butterfly, early learning toy from the learning journey. We absolutely love her. She's precious precious I tell you okay the next thing that we're going to talk about is leapfrog can I have the box there um, so I love leapfrog 
uh, uh, let's let not mince words about it and let's just say right out the gate leapfrog has cracked the code a million times over of how to get our kids to learn their letters and and many other things too but the letter thing and I'll, and I'll be honest with you the toy guide this is how it comes packaged and now I'm going to play with it the toy guide started because I had uh, somebody had written in years and years and years ago and said how my kid just can't learn the alphabet how are we ever going to learn the alphabet it just doesn't stick Shannon what do I do and I said oh I've got you I've so got you and I brought in my DVD copy of uh, a, a video that LeapFrog did called The Letter Factory. And I think it's hard to come by anymore, but I still stand by. So I came in, I did a whole review of it. I said to everybody, you should get this. And everybody was like, are there more things that we should get? And so we started reviewing my favorite toys. And then toy companies said, hey, have you seen this? And started ascending stuff and they're, you know, now we do this full toy guide. But it all started with a LeapFrog DVD called The Letter Factory because it is what that and the series of LeapFrog toys that, that they had at that time, which they've expanded on, and this is like the ultimate, right, um, helped our child to be able to learn the alphabet. And what LeapFrog knows, because they have so many people that are experts that they work with when they develop toys, what they know is that it's really important that um, you hit all of the senses when you're teaching the alphabet, that you don't just show the flat letter and go, here's A, that you wanna be able to say all the sounds that A makes, and what I loved on the Letter Factory was they paired it with an action. Um, and in this, you're gonna see it's paired with an action plus sensory input because they just keep getting better. So this is the ABC Smart House. If you're not seeing commercials for this on television, it's because you don't have your television on uh, because commercials are playing for this. I'm not doing a commercial for it. I'm a mom and a former teacher telling you that these are incredible toys to get our kids to learn things. Um, so what I love about this is that anytime a toy does more than one thing, I go, oh, okay, because money well spent. It's a toy that's going to grow with your child. So that's what this is. First of all, you'll notice it's a building toy that they can stack things. Um, and I've got all these the different blocks. You'll see, uh, if you watch this, that some blocks have this little cutout in the top of them. So these are the interactive blocks that can build, but you can also pop them into this one little portion that comes with the ABC. I don't know if any of you ever remember, they used to have uh, toys called the Word Whammers. And that was another thing that we got so much use out of when we did therapy. This is like the word whammer on steroids. So uh, it's this cute little thing and it's got buttons, it's interactive. I, oh, I gotta turn it on first. And by the way, it has volume adjustment. Uh, it says, let's build and learn. And I get some music, yeah. Okay, um, and I can push buttons, one, two, and notice it, it does the dink, dink, dink that corresponds with the number because we're not only teaching the number, we're teaching quantity. And that's a thing that can easily get past a parent. Okay, so um, then I've got, like, as I said, these, these blocks that see the top on them. All of these blocks are interactive and I take them and I fit them in here. I see the letter K. K says, can you make that sound? And now it gives me an opportunity to interact, right? Um, now, 
and it tells me the the name of the object that is on the the thing that starts with a K but on the other side I've got a different letter and it just so happens that K I see the letter X X, X says can you make that sound right so it asks me to interact which is an important part of it you can play with your child but this is also a toy that they will have they will have great fun um, playing it by themselves. There's also music buttons and question buttons if you need it to repeat. But I can take this same X and K and I can build with it. And there are also other, there's platforms and there's... Yeah, let's build and decorate. Look, there's a door. So for those building toys, those early building toys, um, this is perfect for that. The child can just build. But we can also work on counting and numbers and letters and sounds of letters all at the same time. We don't have to get out another toy. And it gives me direction if I don't do something. It says put a learning block on the Smart Star. Um, so let me put one that isn't a letter. Um, this one has objects on it. So let's put this one in and you guys can see what it says. Oops, there we go. Hi, mom, love you. Um, so we've got the hearts because on the other side, I should have put that one in first. Mom is on the other side. Hi, mom. <laughs> it's very cute. There's ones with dogs. So we've got all of these different things. Um, there are 20 different interactive blocks. Dog. Um, what did it say? I didn't hear what it said. Dog. And then it waits. Okay. All right. Got it. And then on the other side, we have not a cat. We have a bunny. And I love that it giggles, too. Rabbit. Rabbit. Uh, okay. So hours of fun. Um, you know, this is very experiential. Not only are they getting all of those different things to learn, but you're also working on fine and gross motor because it, it, these are very hand-friendly blocks. You do have to plug them in right um and the kids will get this very quickly um and learn all the different things and there's the buttons to push and it lights up and it plays the song all of those things um, i'm going to turn it off right now um so you're getting all of that in one it's a great great thing they can play together play by themselves um you've got some people that come with it um this, this is one of those toys that not only is this going to be great for your child to play with, your therapists are going to want to play with this because there's so many different things that they can work on that are reinforcing with this toy. And it's a toy that will grow with your child for years and then be something that you keep in the family afterwards. So super duper love it. Um, it is the Leap Builders Leapfrog ABC Smart House. So, um, so unique and so wonderful. Nobody does it like LeapFrog does. Love them. And I should have mentioned that, um, again, we shoot on a green screen, so anything that's green is going to show up as black. There's a lot of green in LeapFrog toys, so you're seeing a lot of black. It's much more colorful than what you're seeing. Okay, we're clearing the way here because our last toy for the day is a wonderful game, and this is from Think Fun, one of my favorite, sorry, 
uh, one of my favorite uh, toy companies. So this is a game. And this, by the way, is the winner of our preschool game award. Let me clear my path a little bit. So what we get, very simple, we have these wonderful, very heavy duty board book um, cards. There's bottom and there's, so there's bodies and heads. And there's lots of different cards and we shuffle them up um, and we put the, the, the body cards in the middle of the table, the setup for this, super easy, right? And we take these and we tell all the kiddos to help spread these out face down, the top cards. So we start with the youngest player. Now we're set up, see how quick that was? Not like Monopoly, by the way, <laughs> where it's like, how many, how many $500 bills do you get? No, 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 no. It's super duper easy. Okay. The youngest player gets to go first and they, um, I've got my first card up here and I've got a seal cause that's what's up there. Um, and so the youngest player goes and they pick a head card and if it matches the body, then they get to take both cards and they get to keep them. That's a point for them. If they don't match, and more often than not, they don't match, now all of us at the table have to get up and walk around the table and we have to walk like the body of the animal that we just created. We created this animal right here. So we have to walk like a seal while making the sound of a cat. So you, what you have is a bunch of people walking around the table going, ooh, you know, this, but going meow, meow, right? It's craziness and it's super fun. It's super silly, but think of all the things that you're working on. First of all, you're working on taking turns. You're working on identifying animals. You're working on matching. You're working on identifying the sound that an animal makes and the physicalization that an animal makes, which is super fun, super fun environment in which to learn it. And you will laugh yourself into outer oblivion. So, so fun. So we love think fun games. We absolutely do. This is uh, rated three and up two to five players. I will tell you something. It's over fairly quickly. If you don't, um, so this didn't match right? So we leave the seal card there and we put it down and we shuffle the cards around more and it's the next person's turn and they pick the card. Oh, now we got to do the seal thing and, and walk around going ribbit, 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 right? But there aren't that many cards. So eventually you will find the seal thing. Yes, somewhere. It's going to be the last one I find, right? There's my seal. And so I get my seal and I got the point. And now the next one that we have up is a snake. So now we would have to slither while making whatever noise. I promise you, you will laugh yourself sideways. Uh, even if you only have one little one in the family to play, I got to be honest with you, that is super duper fun because when they see all of the adults walking around and being ridiculous, it teaches them that it's okay to be different than themselves. It's the very beginning building blocks, uh, blocks of imagination and imaginative play. And we, some, you know, you guys ask me a lot of the times, how do I teach that? And I think the first thing is you have to give them permission by modeling it. So you get to be silly and they see that it's okay to be silly. Really, really wonderful. It's called Heads Talk, Tails Walk, Think Fun. You, uh, you can get these everywhere. You can order it from thinkfun.com, but go to autism-live.com, click on the toy guide, and you'll be able to order it directly from there. Easy to put away. Like I said, well-made. This, this is a great, great game. 
All right, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with more Autism Live after these messages. Stick with us. autism in November 2004. With Ethan, almost immediately, we noticed things that were troublesome that he just didn't sleep. He would vomit in the crib. There were a lot of sensory issues. Then he'd have like 20 of the trains lined up. And if you came in and took one train out, yeah. just meltdown completely. <laughs> Guttural instinct is to think that there's nothing wrong. Who wants to look at their child and go, there's something wrong with that child? You don't. You always want to see the best in your child. Will my kid be able to go to school? Will he interact with his peers? Will he be able to have a healthy relationship? Will he get married? I really thought that autism was like a death sentence. A lot of hope was given to me through CARD. This was my third agency and the best agency we had. And there was no way in the world I was going to give up CARD because of the gains I saw Ethan was having. Yeah, you did it. And I remember when Doreen saw us for the evaluation. She says, but by the time he's six, he will be recovered. And that's yep. exactly what happened. I'll fix that. Welcome back to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. Uh, so we've showed you a bunch of toys, and we still have some of the adult parent things that we're going to be showing you next week, but for the, we're pretty much done with the toys, and I can't even tell you what a big relief that is uh, to, in terms of doing the reviews here because we wanted to make sure that you found out about all of them. I want to take a second to talk a little bit about an event that we've got coming up this Saturday. So that's tomorrow. Uh, the Ed Asner Family Center is having its very first holiday celebration. It promises to be a very big one. We are planning to be there and we have donated a lot of the toys that you have seen here on the program. We donated them to several different uh, autism events that were happening over the month of December. And uh, the first one was our Sensitive Santa, which we're going to show you some video of in just a minute, I understand. Um, and then the second one was an event that was for Autism Works Now that we gave uh, a series of gifts to. And now we're, we're donating a bunch of the gifts to the Ed Asner Center. We are told that Santa Claus will be at the center and that Hanukkah Harry will be there too. And that is very exciting. Because uh, we want to make sure that everything is inclusive. There is more than one holiday being celebrated right now. In fact, there's Kwanzaa. So I don't think there is a character for Kwanzaa. Otherwise, I'm sure they would have it. Um, but in any case, uh, the kiddos who come to the center while the gifts last will, will get a gift that is from uh, the, the things that we have shown you guys and the things that were part of our review. 
Uh, so some pretty awesome gifts, if you ask me. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff that will be happening as well, including that they are going to debut some Pixar shorts that they'll be seeing there for the first time. So there is a cost to that event. Um, if you would like to go and you're in the Los Angeles area, please go to the Ed Asner Family Center on Facebook to be able to secure the gifts, uh, excuse me, secure the tickets so that you can come to the event. And while supplies last, uh, Santa and Hanukkah Harry will be giving out gifts uh, to the kiddos that are participating in the event. And we, we sent over a lot, so everybody should be covered. But, you know, I don't know if busloads of people come in. I don't, I, I can't, I can't attest to that, right? While supplies last. Uh, and we're really excited to, for the first time, be participating in this event with them. Uh, they're a really amazing organization, and we, we love being at the center. So, again, that's the Ed Asner Family Center. That is tomorrow night, starting at 5 o'clock. You do need tickets. I think that there is a possibility that it will sell out, so we're encouraging you to purchase your tickets now. Go to the Ed Asner Family Center on Facebook, and you will see all kinds of posts about the event and we're excited to be there. And I'm excited to see some of the Pixar shorts. Uh, okay, as we go to break, I, uh, I, I also wanna say that last Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, Thursday and Friday nights and Saturday all day, we held our sixth annual uh, Autism Live Sensitive Santa. I just, I well up thinking about it because um, we work really hard for months and my team was amazing. I want to say thank you to Traven and to Cindy, uh, who, Cindy who worked <laughs> like a dog to make sure that uh, we put the toy guide together and that the toys were ready to be wrapped and um, taken to where they needed to be. And uh, we also want to thank our Santa, who is amazing. And uh, what a wonderful opportunity for me to get to take on the role of Mrs. Claus and to be with those families. So if you were one of the families who came and joined us, I just want to say thank you from my family to yours. It is a wonderful privilege to be able to share that with you. We have a short video to show you just some of what it was like at the event because it was very magical. Take a look.
It's a lovely video, uh, welcome back, but uh, it doesn't begin to, you know, when you're there, it's an entirely different thing. Even though Chris Desmond did a wonderful video and we really want to thank him for taking the time to come and be there and participate. Um, but uh, it's, it's really magical. I think some of the highlights for me are when people come through the door and they haven't been there before and they're not really sure. And there was the one mom who she was like, I don't understand, how much does this cost? And I said, this doesn't cost anything. And she said, oh, okay. And she said, but I'm going to have to pay to get the opportunity to see Santa. No. Uh, okay, but you're going to take pictures and you're going to charge me. No. Uh, oh, you're not going to allow me to take my own pictures. No, you can take as many pictures as you want. Oh, I got to pay for the gift. No. And she was like, I don't get it. What is the rub here? And, and I kept saying to her, this, this is it. This is about you. This is about you getting an opportunity for your child to get a picture. That's all this is about. You take your camera and you take pictures and that's what it's about. And we'll take as much time as you need and we will be able to do that. And, and it's hard to understand because we're all so cynical because so much of the world wants to take advantage of whatever. It's the one pure thing that I'm like, mm, we're, not we're not trying to get you to sign up on a mailing list. <laughs> not, you know, it was just purely about that. And I know that's like hard to accept. Um, so it's a really wonderful thing. And there were a couple of families that stood out to me that were just amazing. There was the one dad who said to me, I don't know if you remember us because my child has changed so much, but we've been here every single year. And the first year we came and he had such a tough time and it took us the full hour to get him to be with Santa. And it was, you know, we were all kind of exhausted at the end, but we got the picture and it was hard and whatever. Uh, and he said, but each year we come back and this is, you know, he gets it now. And this young man walked in and walked up to Santa and greeted Santa and talked with Santa and had this whole relationship with Santa and got his gift and there was no, dad took pictures and there was no big deal and he was like this, you know, we've been coming for six years and this was, this was what I hoped we would have and we're here. And that was just everything to me. I was like, oh gosh, this is a lot of hard work, but it's worth it. You know what I mean? And then of course there was the amazing mom who first she came in with her son who was just totally delightful. And I was in the back, uh, you know, helping Santa. And so a lot of times I missed what happened in the front and I almost missed this really incredible thing um, that I didn't know that she had a daughter 
who didn't make it all the way into the gym, who was like, you know, not going to do that. Um, but I came out at one point and I saw her standing there with this young woman and I said, oh, aren't you coming back? And she said, no. And I said, oh, well, hold on a second. And before I knew it, they were out the door and they were getting in their car and they were getting ready to leave. And when you're in the gym, you have to be in your stocking feet. You can't, there's no shoes in the gym. So Mrs. Claus runs around in her stocking feet and I needed to get outside to, to, get, to get to the car. So now I'm in my socks, it's raining. I'm in my socks and I go out to the car and you know, have a little conversation with the young lady and she was not gonna go inside. She did not wanna leave the car, but she was very comfortable in the car. And I was like, don't, nope, nobody worry. Hold on a second, went back in and told Santa. And he was like, oh, well, I'm coming to the car, right? I mean, that's like a given because that's our Santa. And uh, so, you know, he comes through the gym, comes out into the rain. Um, and, you know, it took a little bit of time, but before we were done, uh, the young lady was holding hands with Santa and there was this lovely relationship and Santa was able to give her a toy and the parents were having to take pictures from the other side of the car, right? Because Santa's standing outside the car because she was very clear, you know, Santa's not coming in the car with me, but I'll, through the window, I'm holding hands. She started petting him, which, and that took a while, you guys, because that was not going to be, but by the time she left, it was like, oh, I'm friends with Santa. And so mom is filming from one side and dad's filming from the other side. And when we were all done, I, you know, I, I turned around and I was like, oh, I feel really good about this. And mom just burst into tears. And I, and I was like, oh, you know, and I, I just went over and I cried with her. And, um, you know, the thing that she said was, you just, you just don't know, like, thank you, you just don't know. And I was like, oh, you know, but I kinda do. I kinda do, you know, um, I know how much it means. Like, obviously, uh, I've gotten very lucky over the years and I don't know what it's like to have an older child that, that the issues are like that. I remember when my three, four, five, six-year-old was like that. Um, but we got very lucky. We worked really hard and we got very lucky that that did not continue to be our story. So I can't imagine what it's like that many more years, but I know what it felt like for me um, in those early years when it's like, we're just not going to get it do it the way other people do, right? It's just not going to be that way for us. I guess that's open to those people, but not us and what that feels like as a parent. <sighs> And when somebody says, no, we're going to meet you where you are, what that feels like, because that's the good stuff. And I just want to say that um, it is a privilege for my family to get to do that because people did that for us. Um, and that is why we do it, because people did that at a Christmas when we didn't have anything and, um, and that it was so bleak and it was so dire and a family adopted us and and made our Christmas the most wonderful Christmas that it was. So um, it is a privilege for me to get to do something to help um, others because uh, it's just, uh, you know, it, 
it's a thing that I have to do, right? Because I know what it meant to me. I know for sure what it meant for me. All right, now I'm all weepy. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about next week. Let's let's get back to the business at hand. Uh, next week will be our very last week of 2019 doing live shows. We will still have best ofs that will air while we were off, are off, and some of them, you know, will repeat a couple of times, like the Teletubbies do. Uh, <laughs> because we want to be like the Teletubbies. Um, But, you know, I hope that it will give all of you an opportunity to catch up on some of the best of, and I need to give my team and myself, we got to rest a little bit, you know, it's because that's what makes it all worthwhile, right? Get to spend time with the family. But next week, we we have shows to do before we put 2019 to bed. So next week, we are going to have Bonnie Yates on the show, um, on Monday, and I'm told that we are also having uh, uh, Mr. Tolner from Tolner uh, and Associates, uh, which is the law firm that Bonnie works for. So we're very excited, and he's got some very important information that he's going to share with us. On Tuesday, we will have a best of. On Wednesday, I am told that we have Dr. Doreen Grampichet to finish out the year. I'll keep you posted on that, but that is what I'm told. I need my tissues. I've, I've lost my tissues in in the the toy deluge but i'll find them somewhere okay uh because i got all the clumped right on thursday i i didn't even know this until i'm seeing this right here that's traven's hand everybody yay traven uh thank you so much traven uh but on on thursday of next week um we have one of the most amazing experts, uh, Dr. Sienna Greener Wooten. She is the uh, director of clinical assurance at the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. When we were getting treatment, she was the the chief clinical person in our office that oversaw our um, supervisors. She's amazing. She's been a part of our story from the beginning. We've had her on the show before, but it's rare. It's rare that you could find time to get her to sit long enough, and she's going to answer some questions for you guys on Thursday. And then on Friday, we're going to end up the year with the fabulous Vince Redman. He's going to be with us. Uh, he's a licensed marriage and family therapist. He's a regular on the show, and uh, we haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, and so we're thrilled that that's how we're going to end out 2019 with our live shows. Uh, but <clears throat> please know it's all going to be interactive. And we are coming back in 2020 with some stuff, y'all. Like, like some amazing stuff. Uh, you know, we are always trying to reinvent the wheel here and try to figure out how we can give you the information that's going to help you the best. So tw- we're planning on 2020 being our best year yet. So all of that and more, I'm going to say goodbye to you for now. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.